Ni hao, welcome back to Panda Cup Stories Podcast, stories told in Zhongwen, Mandarin Chinese, and English. Last time, Mei had just revealed her identity to Hai, that she was the rose carp he had once saved, and the youngest daughter of the Dragon King. Hai must believe her of his own accord in order for Mei to become human and stay on land. What did Hai do? Did he believe? Today, we continue our story in Part 9 of Pearl, a Chinese mermaid story. Pearl, Part 9, Zhen Zhu, Di Jiu Ji Chapter 25, Di Zhang, Disbelief, Nan Yi Zhixin Hai did not believe. The days when he had believed in Ye Ye's story, tales of gods of the skies and dragons of the sea, those days were long gone. Stories of dragon kings were the stuff of fantasy meant only to entertain children before sleep. Hai shook his head. His throat had tightened, and he gritted his teeth against the tears that had gathered behind his eyes. Then he spoke. If you are to refuse me, then refuse me, but why peddle me these lies? I am not a child to be coddled. Did you imagine these fairy tales would comfort me? If you won't leave. Here, I drew in a sharp breath and ignored the painful tightening in his chest. If you won't leave, then I will. I rose from the table, his bowl of half-eaten rice cooling before him. Without looking at May, he turned towards the door, blinking away the wetness in his eyes. In four long strides, I was gone, leaving a stricken May still seated at the table. It was many minutes before she, too, rose to her feet and hurried towards the sea. Her hair and tears streamed behind her as the wind carried the scent of drying tears for miles. Chapter 26 Di Arshaliu Zhang A Glimmer of Light Wei Guang Hai walked, barefooted, along the seashore, feeling grains of sand shift between his toes. He looked up at the moon. It gazed down at him, her silver-white face implacable. Hai looked down at his hands, their roughness visible even under the pale moonlight calloused, darkened, and weather-beaten by long days at sea. The same seawater lapped softly at his ankles. Without knowing it, High's feet had carried him to the sea. He looked down to see the water, expecting to see only the inky blue of a nighttime ocean. Instead, he saw something else. By moonlight, the rose carp appeared a pale violet. The rainbow scales that ran from its forehead and along its back shimmered like jewels as water and moonlight slid across its supple body. The rose carp swam around High's ankles, winding close before drawing back, and then coming forward once more. It was as if it wanted High to follow, and High did follow, as if in a dream. The rose carp swam ahead in the shallows, and Hyde trailed behind it under the moonlight. They came to a bend in the shore. A cluster of rock jutted out into the sea, cutting off Hyde's path. The rose carp paused, 
then darted around the bend, disappearing from sight. Hai tried to follow. He walked until he was almost chest-deep in the water, searching for a glimpse of the rose carp. No sign. Hai ran a hand along the stones. Some were smooth from the constant ebb and flow of waves, others rough and broken by those same waters. He shook his head, not for the first time, at the strange behavior of the carp. Returning to shore, Hai wrung the seawater from his shirt and prepared to head back, though to where he was at a loss to say. Silent clouds had shaded the moon from sight. Hai blinked into the shadowy gray that blanketed his surroundings. Then, a breeze. The clouds above parted, and a faint wisp of moonlight drifted from the night sky. It settled gently upon a sweep of dark ivy, which covered the cluster of rocks Hai had just left. A second gust of wind ruffled the ivy, and for the briefest of moments, Hai thought he saw a glimmer of light. He moved closer. Another glimmer. More light. He was right by the cliff wall now. Hai pulled back the hanging ivy to find a narrow entrance. Something shimmered on the other side. A soft and beckoning light. Hai entered. The something seemed to call to him, pulling at his heart and plucking at its strings. What was it? And he was through to the other side. And this is what he saw, the Kanda the Shi. Chapter twenty seven The Arshitang One Last Time Tsuihoitsu He was in a cave. There must have been an opening somewhere up above, for silver moonlight streamed down in slender rays from the sky. At the center of the cave was a large crystalline pool. At the center of the pool stood a maiden. She stood with her back to him, shoulders bare, raven hair loose and flowing. It streamed down her back, shining in the moonlight and pooling into the midnight blue water at her feet. Hai realized that he was holding his breath. He exhaled slowly and silently turned to leave. He felt like an intruder, this was not a place for someone like him. Yet, something stopped him. Hai turned again to look at the maiden. There was something familiar about her. And then Hai saw, had they been there before? A row of stepping stones which led to the center of the pool. His feet carried him forward before he realized he was even walking. One, two, three, four. Hai reached the maiden on his forty-ninth step. As he took his final step, the maiden turned. Hai found himself gazing into a pair of sea storm eyes. Hai's heart jumped in his chest. Wonder, Tintan, bewilderment, mimang, joy, xingxi, and jinxing, shock danced in quick succession across his mind. Before Hai could think to ask Mei how she came to be here, he felt her press something into his palm. He heard the familiar musical clink of jangling bracelets. Lowering his gaze, Hai saw that he now held a single bangle upon which hung a rose-colored pearl. 
The pearl felt odd to the touch, alternately hot and cool against his palm. He shot a quizzical look at May and nearly dropped the bracelet. May's eyes were closed. Her skin glowed pearl-like under pale moonlight, smooth as fine marble, skin as hard as marble, too, with delicate veins of gray spidering across its surface. One hand rested, butterfly-like, on her chest. The other, from which her seven other bracelets still hung, was extended, as if to touch high, as if to touch him one last time. Hi friends, that's our story for this week. Heart on her sleeve may confess her secret identity to Hai. She, the youngest daughter of the Dragon King, had fallen in love with the young fisherman and wished to become human to be with him. Hai, falling prey to the rumors swirling around May, did not believe. So we end today with another slight cliffhanger. May takes her seven sisters advice and gives Hai her Haijising, her sea heart. So we leave this episode with May's heart literally in Hai's hands and May a lifeless figure of stone. So is our tale to end in tragedy? Well, Biodancing, worry not. There are still three more episodes to go. So tune in next Saturday for part 10 of Pearl, Junju, a Chinese mermaid story. This episode was written and produced by Linda Yi. Chinese translations were provided by Zoe. Multiliteracy advice provided by Kevin M. Wong. P.S. If you like our stories and want to support Panda and me in making more original content, please, please leave us a rating or comment, or both, on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. This will help enormously and earn you a giant Panda hug and a thank you. So, 谢谢 again, and 再见. See you next week.